Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. I am just so blessed uh, to be on this radio program, and I'm so blessed by your encouragement, uh, some of your emails, uh, and just by showing up at an encounter service at Church of the Savior at 1301 Brandon Road on a Friday night. You've encouraged me so much. Thank you for your support of this radio show as well, too. If you'd like more information about that, just email me at bill at org. So we've been working through the Encounter Bible Study, the new revised edition uh, that is now available on Amazon. And I hope you get a copy uh, of the Encounter Bible Study. We've been working, yesterday we, we picked up on Anchor 10, Commit to a Daily Prayer Life and Grow My Relationship with the Father. We talked had we talked about how to start your day with a kiss. Just kneeling before God, invite him, invite him into your day, doing a little self-evaluation, and then supplication, giving God uh, your prayer list. And then waiting, just not being in a hurry, but just waiting and being still and know that he's God. And just, I picture myself sitting in his lap and saying, God, is there anything you want to talk to me about? Is there anything you want to speak into my life? And I just picture, and I just wait and I shut it all down. I don't ask God for anything, but I receive everything he wants to speak to me about. It's amazing when you ask God to speak to you, he will speak to you. See, starting and ending your day in prayer activates God's peace and power in your life. See, when I start my day in the word of God and in prayer, it's amazing how much more peace I have in my life just that day. Just like today, it's a good day because I was in prayer. I was in God's word. It's been a good day. I have God's peace. And nobody could ever steal God's peace because the world doesn't offer it. The world doesn't recognize it. And the world can't take it from me. The only one that can steal you of God's peace is you. you you're the only one that could allow someone else to steal the peace of God in your life. But I love that we can experience the peace of God by just spending time with him. See, without talking to God in prayer, you're running on your own power. And you'll, you'll be void of that peace. It can't sustain you. Only God's power can sustain you through the day and allow your night to be filled with that peace. So you get that peace in the day. You get it in the middle of the day. You get it at night. You get it when you sleep. I always tell people that when I lay my head on my pillow, I have peace which is what a lot of people can't say that they have. And if you're without Christ, you don't have peace. Oh, you may have happiness. Oh, you may have pleasure, but you don't have peace. See, peace is something that only Jesus can offer. And I have it. And it's supernatural. And it's amazing. And it's worth more than anything in this world could ever offer. And I tell you, one of the th- one of the biggest peace robbers, as we talk about in this, in this encounter Bible study, is always being in a hurry. I mean, I mean, when you get up in the morning, I mean, do you hit the snooze button and give yourself little time with God before running out to start your day? We've all been guilty of allowing distractions to keep us from praying. But God gives us new mercies every day. How do we receive those new mercies? In prayer. Today or tomorrow can be your day to deepen your relationship with God by spending time with him in prayer. Charles Spurgeon once said, If your faith in Christ doesn't lead you to pray, have nothing to do with it. Get rid of it and ask God to help you to begin again. Maybe it's time to ask God to help you to begin again. It's amazing how how there are so many prayerless ministries, prayerless churches, 
prayerless meetings going on. I mean, how many churches do you know have that midweek prayer meeting? I mean, Jim Simmel, the Brooklyn Tabernacle, used to say, you can always tell how popular your pastor is by who shows up on Sunday. You can always tell how popular Jesus is in your church by who shows up at the prayer meeting, if there is a prayer meeting. Prayer is so important. Prayer not only grows your relationship with God, but also teaches you how to weather the storms of life. In fact, you may be in one right now. And are you looking for a way to make life better? You got to learn how to pray. Little prayer, little power. A lot of prayer, a lot of power. See, God helps you cope with every adversity in your life. And, and you'll have plenty of adversities. And this is probably, probably why the Bible talks more about prayer than any other subject. I've heard preachers say, well, the Bible talks more about money than any No, he doesn't. He talks more about prayer. Prayer is, is, is the sustaining power to activate God's plan and purpose in our lives. And it unleashes heaven's resources that are available to us. Jesus said the scriptures declare my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you've turned it into a den of thieves. See, the people were doing things in the church that was never, that was never intended. Instead of praying to God, they were praying on people. In many churches, how many churches do you know that are actually houses of prayer today? We have houses of worship, that's important. Houses of teaching, that's important. Houses that promotes, promote social justice and claim to know what Jesus would do, but do we have houses of prayer? The number of churches today that would be considered houses of prayer is tragically very few. And I can't help but think how that must just make God really sad. I mean, First John 5 says this, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that what we have, what we ask of him. What an incredible prayer promise in the Bible. I believe it's one of the most powerful promises in all of scripture. Think about the impact of what it says. We can ask God for anything and have the confidence that he hears us and that we have what we ask for. However, this amazing promise is only true on the one stipulation. If we ask anything, it must be according to his will. See, treating God like a cosmic genie or a Santa Claus in the sky or a magic genie is useless. That's a false perception of who God is. He's your heavenly father, the giver of every good gift, but he's more interested in developing your character than satisfying your every whim. So what about the prayers that God hasn't answered? Do you think they're definitely in his will? Do you give up and stop asking? Many of us have. See, the will and timing of God often look different than you might expect. Sometimes God isn't saying no to our prayers. Sometimes he's simply saying not yet. And these not yet prayers are difficult and our patience grows thin and our doubts make us wonder why God didn't answer. Now, there are many reasons why God may not answer our prayers as we think he should. And here are just a few. We're asking something, first of all, that's not in the will of God. Two, God has a better or different answer. Did you catch that? God has a better answer. 
Three, God wants us to change, wants to change us or our situation before he answers our prayer. If we lack the spiritual discernment or maturity, God may be trying to build our faith so we can be ready for the answer when it comes. He may want to develop qualities in us like discipline, trust, compassion, and submission, which is so important. Now listen, when it comes to prayer, there are certain promises of Scripture you need to have in your heart, like Romans 8.28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. You see, this is a fallen world. And the consequences can have an adverse effect on innocent people. In situations where we prayed for God to move and He didn't, we must trust that He will still work it out for our good. doesn't mean that bad things are good. Instead, it means that we can trust God to bring good out of it. He's God. He's faithful. He's always faithful. And His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And our prayers, at some point, our heart, and our motives need to line up with the heart and motives of God. And there are times when God answers prayers and we're shocked that he did so. And we can never predict God's miracles. Nevertheless, we shouldn't shrink back from asking God to move heaven and earth to answer our prayers. I just pray big and leave the results to God. I don't worry about how he answers, when he answers, why he didn't answer. Because he always hears us and he's got something better for us. And he, over, he always, catch this, over answers our prayers. See, expecting God to answer our prayers should be given. Being at peace with how God answers, on the other hand, is a sign that we truly trust God. To repeat what Dr. Charles Stanley loves to say, obey God and leave the results to him. Humanly speaking, this seems unnatural. That's because it's truly supernatural. If you're speaking and hearing God's heavenly language, you can trust his answers. Your relationship with God should be your most important relationship. Prayer can make that a reality. With that in mind, consider the key passage for Anchor 10 and commit it to memory. It will serve you well. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Be joyful always. Pray continually. And give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now listen. Again, I'm not a theologian. But whenever I come across a scripture that says it's God's will for me, it's a good idea to do it. And it's a good idea to make it a priority in your life. So it says three things. Be joyful always. Pray continually. And give thanks in all circumstances. So when you spend daily time in prayer, joy and gratitude become natural byproducts. That's why we teach about the finished work of Christ, which joy and gratitude are the overwhelming natural response that you should have when you realize all that Jesus has done for you. Every day, you should spend time in gratitude and thanks, being grateful for what Jesus has done for you. If you're listening on this radio show, you're alive today because Jesus has been good to you. You're alive today because Jesus saved you. You're alive today. You should, in many cases where you shouldn't be here, but you are. And there's a lot to be joyful about, there's a lot to be thankful about, and there's a lot to pray about. You see, it would be impossible to spend time with your father every day and not be joyful as a result. A lot of reasons why people aren't joyful and thankful is because they're not spending time with God in his presence and experiencing the love of a father and growing our relationship with our father, which again is the purpose of prayer.
And there's only one way to find this out for yourself. You got to spend time with your father. You got to grow that relationship. So again, as we close out this lesson on Anchor 10, here are some important questions that will hopefully provoke you and, con- and convict you and encourage you to spend more time in prayer so that you can grow your relationship with your father. Here's some questions to ponder. How often do you pray? What are your motives? And how would prayerful dialogue with God benefit my relationship with him? And what obstacles keep me from praying more often? And what intentional things will I do to improve my prayer life so that I'll grow my relationship with God? How is God changing me when I pray? And what is God saying to me when I pray? Friends, I would encourage you to make it a priority to start your day, even if it's just 15 minutes a day. Start your day in prayer. Start out by giving thanks. Maybe do that kiss model. But just just invite God into your day. Just thank God for everything in your life. Be grateful. Tell God exactly what's going on in your life. Tell him what you need. Tell him what you did good. Tell him what you did bad. Ask him for his grace. Ask him for his forgiveness. And just, and just spend time. And, gen, and then just wait and hear his voice. And be still and know that he's gone. I guarantee you it will revolutionize your life. It'll be better than any medication you could ever take. It'll be better than any doctor you could ever see. Just spending time in prayer, talking to your creator and listening to him and praying to him and growing your relationship with your father. There's no better life than that. Thank you.